Ever have the scent that God is out there in front of you on certain things? Let me give you an example. Last Sunday, while we were serving the homeless with food and clothes and toiletries, a homeless guy I've known for a while came up and said, have any sleeping bags? Someone stole mine and my friend's bags. And with the temperature dropping in the 40s this week, we won't be able to get much sleep without them. And so feeling kind of bad for them, there really wasn't anything I could do until maybe at the most 10 minutes later, an old friend hadn't seen in more than a year or heard from, came up with two sleeping bags to donate, asking, think anyone could use these? And after receiving them and handing them off to the two guys, I told them, you know, it's pretty obvious that God knew you guys needed them. And God was out there in front of you, moving these people to bring these two sleeping bags for me to give to you at the very same time you were first telling me you needed them. God amazingly does that, which is immediately positive. And things like that are visible and they are quite a blessing. But on the other hand, sometimes God gets out in front of us in not so immediate ways, in which we might call more of a delayed or ultimately positive way. And let me say, when you or I are in the midst of such a God-orchestrated delay, it may hit us in more of a decidedly negative way, which strangely sort of describes the process that's involved sometimes in preparing a sermon. For sometimes in preparing a sermon, God gets in front of the downside of whatever it is you're going to preach on. And you get that odd blessing of experiencing the downside yourself personally. I think God does that so you can preach on that from your own heartfelt experience. So you can preach on it with more insight and passion. Case in point is today's message, Unbalance and Bounty, which I think you'll get the drift about in this video. Watch this. Indeed, the pace of that music illustrates the pace of life we deal with today, doesn't it? Concerning our kids, our finances, our relationships, our schedules. And the tagline in that video is so true, isn't it? Got stress. Because this is a hurry up, let's do it now, let's do that afterwards, on and on and on kind of world that causes us to be quite a bit out of balance. And out of balance is kind of what I think God wanted for me to flirt with these last couple weeks leading up to this message. Let me say, it's not always bad things that can get us out of balance. For instance, part of me, it was helping my brother buy a house in these last couple weeks. It was scheduling and it was meeting all the folks you have to do when you buy a used home to get everything right, like the home inspector. And then there are the people doing tweaks on the plumbing, the electrical, the roof, the carpet, the AC, buying new appliances, getting pest control, replacing cabinets, buying a porch and having that put on, aligning a garage door, getting extra keys and extra light bulbs and extra air filters. And all of that, let me say, is really good stuff. But then, too, on the other hand, there's also some not-so-good things that add to our being out of balance, like finding out for me that my health insurance cost is rising by 25% this year, 
Well, I also get less coverage. And not only that, I have a several thousand dollar a year deductible that I had never had before. All for just 25% more all year. And then there's the pool we had resurfaced a few months ago, which the same company has maintained since then, has missed its deadline in fixing the leaks and the stains that have come up by six weeks. The pH de resistance was last Sunday. While loading things to take to our homeless friends in Fern Park for the outreach, a paint can got knocked over that I didn't notice. So it left a huge puddle on the garage floor. And so when I got home, I promptly stepped in it getting it all over my favorite pair of shoes, which are these flip-flops. And after cleaning my flip-flops up, I turned around and accidentally stepped in it again with my bare feet. (sighs) You add all this up and all the other normal stuff in life, and you can reach the tipping point, which I can tell you from personal experience makes you feel out of balance or unbalanced in the bounty of things that keep adding up for you to deal with in your life. And so that evidently is what God wanted me to experience in preparation for today's message. Some unbalance in the bounty of things I had to do and the bounty of things I had to deal with in my life these last couple weeks. But hey, I'm not alone. It's a very busy world. We all live in it with cell phones often ringing and running around in traffic and constantly being bombarded by news. At home, the TV's usually on, somebody's at the door. And this, of course, for us is like noise. It's like noise to our hearts and to our spirits. And when we are constantly bombarded by all this clutter, it's so easy for us to get out of balance. But to counteract the noise of all this clutter that goes on in our lives, we need to have quiet times in our lives. Thus, King David in the 23rd Psalm in verses 1 and 2 in the RSV said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside still waters. Let me pause here a second and ask, just how long has it been since you've even been in the vicinity of those still waters? How long has it been since you've really gotten quiet when your mind wasn't racing, when it wasn't thinking about your problems, what you need to do, how are you going to deal with that, and afterwards deal with something else, and on and on and on. You know, it's interesting. We do realize the importance of letting our bodies rest. We do. But at the same time, we don't realize the importance of letting our minds rest and having some quiet time each day. And the reason we do that is in order to keep our life in balance. And this quiet time is other than the time we might get away to pray, when you might be telling God about your problems and then with God thinking about what you need to do. No, this is just time to get alone, to let our hearts unwind, where we get alone and we really enjoy the silence. Jesus said in Matthew 11, 28 and 29 in the New Living Translation, He said this, he said, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest for your soul. For you see, your soul that Jesus is talking about here, it incorporates your mind. Your soul incorporates your emotions. Your soul is the very essence of who you are. And God is saying, you are not in any way designed to be weary under the loads of carrying heavy burdens. Jesus says, come to me. And I will show you how to offload the heavy stuff so that I can give you rest so that you can enter into my peace. One way we try to do that on our own is how? Taking a vacation. You know, just relax. Take it easy. Don't think about anything. 
But what often happens? Often our bodies go on vacations, but our minds don't. And when we get home, it's the same thing in our everyday lives. We never really find ways to unwind, and we don't really know how to relax. And that inability to relax does impact each of us in some way physically. Sometimes it's struggling with trying to sleep at night, resulting in ongoing unrest. And that's not the way that we were created to live. But the truth is, if we're really going to stay healthy in the way that God has created us to live, then we need to take time every day, each and every day, to get alone to the quietest place that you can find, to put your mind totally in neutral and to relax. You have to get beside the still waters, which other versions of the 23rd Psalm describe as quiet waters or calm waters or peaceful waters because peace rebuilds your energy. Let me say that again. Peace rebuilds your energy. Being quiet, being calm and still helps to restore what the world has taken out of you. And we often think of relaxing as something that unwinds us, and there is definitely truth in that. But more accurately, true relaxing in a time of quiet is something that balances you. Many experts say we need 15 minutes of quiet time a day. And in one middle school in San Francisco, as a matter of fact, it has 15 minutes of quiet time for students and faculty. And it happens right after the announcements, before the first class, every day. And not only that, it has another 15 minutes of quiet time at the end of the day, after the last class, before they go home. And quiet time in this school that's in a very troubled area has made, as one student described it, a more joyful and a more energized place to be. Absenteeism is down. Grades are up. In fact, they've only had two teachers who've left the faculty in five years, which is unheard of in a difficult school in a tough area. (laughs) Even one teacher said, you know, this quiet time thing has helped my golf game demeanor when I'm out on the course. Go figure. The principal also said quiet time is like an umbrella, which keeps the distracting rain off so that you can focus on what is really important. We all need a time of quiet in our life each day. You have it in the morning when you first give up and you start off your day in peace. How do you do that? Well, you might want to get up just a little bit earlier rather than a little bit later so you don't have to rush around and you don't have to rush through traffic to get where you need to go on time. Because if you don't do that, the rushing around at the beginning of your day can kind of set you on edge and already start getting you a little off balance. It's a lousy way to start your day. In fact, Matthew 6.34 in the New Century Version says, Don't worry about tomorrow, because each day has enough trouble of its own. That's true. So don't start your day adding extra trouble of rushing around in your early morning when you don't have to. A few extra minutes of rest you get by staying in bed longer. It's so helpful. I'll get to sleep a little later. That gets eaten up if you have to rush around getting where you need to be on time. Even better way to start your day is with prayer, perhaps reading your Bible. But then after that, don't miss this part. Take a few extra minutes to enjoy the silence. If you're up early enough, watch the sun as it comes up. Just enjoy God's creation, the beauty of the trees and the sky. But whenever you get up, whatever time that is, do that. Don't think about anything. Have a time just of peace, something that many of us really have forgotten how to do. I know personally I am 
wired to be thinking about the next thing I should do almost all the time. I used to think taking time to be quiet and doing nothing and being alone and letting my mind unwind was a boring waste of time thing to do. Frankly, I never wanted to do that. I know some of you are thinking the same thing right now. I know. But I've realized that it's not in any way, shape, or form a waste of time. Rather, it's part of being balanced. That's part of staying whole mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Psalm 46.10 in the NIV says, Be still and know that I am God. You and I need to get still every day. If we want God to refresh us. And this just isn't something that's nice to do. If I don't have anything better to do. No, when you get quiet, when you let your mind totally relax, that's to be a priority in your life for one simple reason. Because that will keep you balanced. You need to take time for yourself to get alone every day, to put your mind in neutral. Let God's peace energize you. Let God's peace restore you. You know, it's a man who's a CEO of a very large corporation. His job is extremely busy. And so once in the morning and once in the afternoon, he goes into his office. He closes the door. He turns his phones off, tells his secretary not to bother him. And he takes what he calls a 10-minute peace break. What he does is he just closes his eyes. He puts his mind in neutral. He totally unwinds. And he says that's what helps him to stay balanced. And when he's doing that in the stillness... It allows God to refresh him. It allows God to restore him. And, you know, you can do the very same thing. If sometime during your day, you'll get quiet. You'll let your mind unwind. You might picture yourself, as I would, sitting by the ocean. Or you might want to take a break and observe something peaceful and beautiful in nature. Because when you're doing those kinds of things, you can start soaking up God's peace. In days gone by, when people got sick, they would go to a sanitarium to recover. In fact, Florida Hospital began that way. Their main campus, where it's now located, it used to be called Florida Sanitarium and Hospital. In fact, even up into the 1970s, everybody referred to it as Florida Sand. And as you can see there from the picture of Florida Sand on the screen, it was a place that someone could totally relax and unwind. And when they did this, they found people's immune systems would get much stronger. They're telling how much sickness and how much disease could be avoided if we would just stay balanced in life. And the way it works is in part because medically our muscles have two states. There is a stress state and there is a relaxed state. And when we're in that stress state, our blood vessels constrict and it increases our blood pressure. But when we're in a relaxed state, the muscle tissue lengthens out and the blood vessels, they open up. And, of course, that reduces our blood pressure, which is a very good thing. So making time to relax each day and every day is a priority for us, not just physically, but even more potent emotionally and mentally. heard a story this week about a woman. She was kind of high-strung. Electricity went off in her house, and she started getting upset. She started getting anxious, waiting for it to come back. After about 15 minutes, didn't, and so she thought to herself, I can't just sit here. I have nothing to do. I can't make any calls. I can't watch TV. I can't work on my computer. I just can't stand this. And so she decided she'd get in her car and go visit a relative on the other side of town, which she thought probably still had power. Sadly, she got in the garage, and she pushed the button for the garage door opener, and guess what? 
the garage door wouldn't go up. And she finally got the message. She says, okay, God, I get it. I'm going to go and I'm going to make myself get quiet. And I'm going to make myself relax. You see, we all get to the point where we're so addicted to have something to do with our minds always sinking, always playing in the next thing, that we totally forget how to relax. There are times you might wonder, man, why am I so uptight? Why am I so stressed right now? Why can't I sleep? Because you need to have regular periods of downtime. You need to retrain yourself to get quiet more often and to have less clutter in your life. Because when we're really at peace, when our mind is really relaxed, it's then that God is able to refresh us. It's then God is able to really restore us. And frankly, some of us haven't experienced a whole lot of that in years. From the time you get up in the morning to the time you go to bed at night, your mind is constantly working. The more the world pulls out of you, the more you need to get back to your place of peace. The more you need to spend time in silence in God's presence. Isn't that stillness? God renews you. He gives you the strength that you really need. Now, before going to bed, we should totally empty our minds, letting go of all of our worries, all of our disappointments, what we didn't do right today, and what we hope to do right tomorrow. We need to let that go, totally unload that, and go to bed with our minds completely at ease, at rest, at peace, knowing God is in control. But, you know, we can't hope to accomplish that only after we turn out the lights. Because trying to do it then does what? When I get your mind going, it even races more. Now, the important time to do that is during your day with quiet time so that your mind isn't loaded down all the time, especially when you're heading off to bed. The state of our minds before we go to bed is so very important. In fact, studies show the last TV show we watch or the last thing we think about or the last thing we read before we go to sleep, subconsciously it stays with us may end up in our dreams or may affect our sleep, causing us to toss and turn and not sleep well. Instead, go to bed each night meditating on the goodness of God. As you close your eyes, just think something like this, Father, thank you for another good day. Thank you that I can lie down in peace. End your day thinking of God's goodness. And then why not take it a step further? Why not begin your day thanking God also for his goodness? Thank God for another good day. Start your day in peace and end your day in peace. So minimally, at least once every day, and maybe more than once, empty your mind of all your worries, of all your concerns, of all your frustrations. Totally unload them so that you can let God fill you with his peace. It's so important that we get the clutter out of our lives. How do we do that? Well, sometimes it's turning things off. All of us drive almost everywhere we go with the news on in the car, maybe talk radio or maybe music. I'm primarily a music kind of guy listening in my car. But sometimes it feels so very good just to turn it off and have some silence. And then I feel like my mind can breathe and it's being refreshed. It would also be very cool for all of us to see just how much clutter in all areas of our life we could remove to let our hearts, let our spirits, let our minds breathe in the peace of God in our lives. So challenge yourself today to start doing that regularly. Start taking inventory of what you are taking into your mind. In other words, how much peace do you really have? How much quiet time do you really take to unload your mind every day? What kind of adjustment could you make in your life to declutter your mind and usher in more of God's peace? 
Having a physical spot to declutter and receive God's peace is important. Here's mine. It's in the hot tub every morning. Because quite frankly, many mornings I am completely astounded at how many thoughts are bouncing around in my head before my feet even hit the floor. I get out of bed, I head straight for the hot tub to get centered in God's peace. I read the Bible, I pray there. I also have time there that I just relax and clear my mind of everything. It's remarkable how much difference there is between the time I start and the time I'm finished. And it can be the same for you. Be still so that you can know He is God. Find a physical place to get away and enjoy some quiet time each day. And set aside a a time for you to go there. Make a commitment for that. Because without such a commitment to a particular place, to a regular time, guess what? power of quiet time in your life may not ever happen. Because what takes place in the quiet time in terms of that power is that we get back into balance. More specifically, it's God who gets us back into balance. And so when you go out your day, and I know there's people out there that are pulling the life out of you at work, at home, or whatever it is you're doing. But we need to learn to put things back in us. We need to learn to get to our place of peace. And you don't have to stay there very long. Sometimes just 10 minutes will do. But most of us don't make a commitment to such a quiet time in our lives. If we do have what we would call a quiet time, we probably say it's while we pray. But the problem is when we pray, most often we're doing all the talking and giving God all of our requests. You know, help me with this. God, could you change that? Fix this? Give me wisdom for that. And without realizing it, that's really the foundation of most of our prayers. And sometimes we wonder, well, why can't I hear God speaking to me? God might be saying, because I can't get in a word edgewise. Friends, be still. Know that he is your God so that you can come to that place of peace that he has for you. He's prepared a place for you of peace every day. And what happens most often, we just pass it right by. Because God speaks to us in a still, small voice. To hear his voice, you have to be still. When you pray, spend part of your time talking to God. Yes, don't get me wrong. But also spend a noticeable part of your time being silent. Letting God restore, refresh, and renew you. So make an appointment to go there each day. And just go there to totally relax. Don't think about anything. Just put your mind in neutral. Take some slow and deep breaths. And I know some of you are thinking, I'm not going to do that. That's just boring. It's a waste of time. But let me say, if you'll make yourself do that and start doing that, you'll find it's something that you can't live without. Another aspect of having a relaxed mind is meditating. Again, some of you are going, ah, no, that's weird. That's too far out. I'm not going there. And you may be thinking about Tibetan monks, you know, sitting up high in a mountain somewhere with strange clothing, weird haircuts, leg cross. We're not talking about that at all. Meditation we're talking about is actually in the Bible. In fact, in Joshua 1.8 in the message, it says this. And don't for a minute let this revelation, the Bible, be out of mind. Ponder and meditate on it day and night, making sure you practice everything written in it. Then you'll get where you're going. Then you'll succeed. Thus, we should meditate on God's word in the Bible. This means to ponder the same thing over and over again. Because meditation is really the same principle as worrying. Only when you worry, you're meditating on the enemy's thoughts and you're thinking them again and again and again. Instead, choose a few scriptures and think about them again and again throughout your day. Things like Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ. You're about to face something tough in your day. Instead of meditating on what the enemy says, oh, I really dread this. I don't want to do this. 
I really dread this. I really, really, really don't want to do this. Instead, meditate on, I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things through Christ. You see, doing only that can change your outlook. And you can really approach that tough thing in your day with a much greater sense of God's presence. So empty your mind of all the worry and meditate on what God says. And don't meditate on what your cluttered mind or what the enemy says. Another important thing to do is to create an atmosphere of peace in your home. Learn how not to bring stress into your home. What this means is that you may have a really tough day. You may be on edge. But don't make the mistake of bringing all that junk and all that clutter into your house. Sometimes people take their worries and all their frustrations and they just dump them on their family without ever realizing it. Leave the day's junk at the office or leave it in your car, but keep it out of your home. Heard about a guy who had a really stressful job who came home most nights so uptight, so on edge, his family really didn't want to be around him. Finally, he realized what was happening. He decided he was going to make some changes. So on his way home, about 10 minutes from his house, there's a park. And he just pulls in the park. He takes about 10 minutes to look at the beauty of the nature around him instead of coming home and dumping it on his family. And so what happens there in the park on the way home is every day he empties his mind of all his worries, of all his frustrations and disappointment. This was his place of peace. He had so much pulled out of him during the day that he went there to get back in balance and to get back in peace. His wife said afterwards, it's a totally different atmosphere at home now. It's fun. It's loving. We're happier than we've ever been. So don't make the mistake of taking your stress home with you because it doesn't affect just you. It can affect everyone in your house. The more peaceful we are, guess what? The more peaceful our families will be. Please know this. The enemy doesn't like you creating your quiet place. The enemy doesn't like you creating a quiet time to unload your mind, to be refreshed. The enemy doesn't want you to be renewed. The enemy doesn't want you to enjoy your life. So what he's going to do is he's going to throw all sorts of things to discourage you and to interrupt you. Sometimes when I'm in my quiet time in the hot tub in the morning, just being still, just being at peace, a friendly little bird will come up on a tree or a fence It's right outside the porch where the hot tub is. And he will just start saying hello with his bird whistle very loudly again and again and again. And sometimes it's so loud, it's so repetitive, I'm tempted to get out of the hot tub and with a few rocks encourage him to say good morning someplace else. The point is the enemy will do everything he can to keep you from having peace. He doesn't want you to get quiet. He doesn't want you to be refreshed and restored. He doesn't want you to enjoy your life. If you're going to have peace, here's the thing. You're going to have to put your foot down. You're going to have to seek it on purpose, for purpose, and with purpose. And I know some of you haven't visited any still waters in a long, long time. You hardly take any time to be alone. Isaiah 30, 15 in the New Living Translation says this. In quietness and confidence is your strength. What this simply means is when you get quiet and when you get in peace, you also get the strength you really need to live your life. You get the strength you need to fight the good fight of faith. So let me challenge you as we close this morning. Once again, take time every day to get quiet. In the stillness, that's where God renews you. The more the world pulls out of you, the more you need to spend time quietly in God's presence. 
Learn to get rid of the clutter. Turn off things you don't need. Every day, at least once, make sure that you empty out your mind of all your worries and all your concerns. If you will do that, God will fill you with his peace. He will refresh you. He will re-energize you. He will rebuild you. And you will experience the fullness of life that you were created to live. Pray with me. Great God, we just thank you so much for your love and for the love of your son, Jesus Christ. Help us, Father, to really examine ourselves and to see how much clutter, how much busyness there is in our lives and how it does affect us. Father, help us really to make a commitment to find just 10 minutes a day to turn our minds off, look at something beautiful in nature, find a quiet place. Just let us let go of that. Because as we do, Father, we know that you're going to fill us. Your peace will refresh and restore and renew us. And you will help us to be able to live the life you created us to live. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.